Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. Like I say in every introduction, if you've had a paranormal or spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the show, or you do anything unconventional, you have an unconventional story. I named the show Upstate Unconventional because I'm all about the unconventional. I live an unconventional lifestyle. Everything is unconventional, and that's what I like to talk about. So if you have a story and you want to be on the show, send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional and we'll get you on the show if you want to be. If you just want to tell me your story, that's cool too. You know, some people aren't comfortable coming on the show and I totally get that. But just know this is a safe place to tell your paranormal story and I mean that, seriously. But anyway, folks, this is a really fun episode. Uh, just a little side note. I I did have a cold during this episode, so my voice sounds much more nasally than it normally does. And, uh, yeah, so I apologize for that. But don't let that detract from the episode at all. I have, uh, Miss Emily, uh, aka Miss Emily on Instagram. Uh, she comes on and I had every intention of doing a full episode on holistic health, holistic healing, root cause healing all that stuff and she comes on starts telling her story and then like a lot of my episodes we got sidetracked talking about the spiritual the paranormal we got into crystals past lives a bunch of other stuff and it's a really great episode but i will have her back on to go into just the the healing stuff in her level her area of expertise but uh yeah this is a great episode i met emily through my friend matt uh we were on the inaugural episode of the monday night master debaters and it's a lot of fun go check out her instagram page she posts a lot of great stuff and uh enjoy the episode guys this is a fun one all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of upstate unconventional uh have a very special guest tonight i actually met this guest through um my friend matt's show the great deception he does a round table called the monday night master De- <laughs> master debaters i almost messed that one up <laughs> but uh <laughs> um so i have emily miss emily and her instagram is miss emily and uh yeah emily how are you tonight i'm doing very well thank you so much for having me on i'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation because we really hit some great topics and ideas when we were on the master debaters podcast um, so, so I appreciate you having me on to continue the conversation. Yeah. And, and pleasure is mine. And guys, if you haven't heard me and Emily are part of the OG crew. So I've had everyone on except Matt on my show. <laughs> funny, funny <laughs> enough. But, um, if you haven't heard that yet, definitely go check that episode out. We covered probably 25 different topics in about an hour and a half. And yeah, it's just a great show. So Emily, how are you tonight? I'm doing really well. Um, you know, life is good. Um, the universe and the world is crazy right now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's really interesting, the dissonance in our daily lives to the knowledge and what we see that's going on around us in the world, what we see coming, um, everything that we're learning about what's coming up in the next, you know, two to 10 years. Um, but yet at the same time, our daily lives are still relatively untouched. Um, so it's a it's such a dissonance. So I'm just enjoying every moment with my family, my friends, um, 
you know, taking a lot of time for myself in sort of meditating and raising my vibration and doing things to prepare me for what may or may not be to come. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, you know, I really kind of just stopped letting the the little details, you know, the nonsense stuff that gets you down, just I'm really trying to focus on, you know, just enjoying life, you know, everyone plans ahead, but it's like, you never get to actually enjoy it. So I'm really trying to be mindful of that, really trying to spend more time with my family, be a better father to my kids, you know, all this stuff. And it's good to prepare, you know, I I do that end of it too, Mm -hmm. prep in case, you know, who knows what could happen. But on the other hand, too, like what I wanted to get into with you is like, um, the spirituality behind this and maybe some like alternative uh, ways to kind of protect yourself and be healthy and mindful in all these different topics. So yeah, um, I know you are, you're a holistic, what, what are your credentials again? You're a holistic, uh, uh, a holistic and root cause healing um, health coach, right? So the, the root causes of all disease being three pillars, um, the state of your gut, your microbiome, um, systemic inflammation in your body, and um, a, uh, insulin resistance, a poor insulin reception. And so that, those are the three things that cause all disease. There are other contributing factors that come into those three main areas, and sometimes one of them may cause one of the other two, but um, it is absolutely um, critical right now now more than ever that people clean their bodies, prepare their bodies, um, make sure that they do all the things to not only um, heal their bodies from the damage that has been done to our bodies just for living in Western culture um, from, you know, either intentionally or unintentionally, our bodies are harmed and have an assailment of chemicals, toxins, bad things every day. Um, and, and with that too, um, for your mind, cleaning your mind, opening your mind, um, you know, raising, I always say raising your vibration, um, as you sort of deal with your own personal energy, you feel yourself lift up and you come out of those low level emotions and, um, get into a higher state where you really resonate in love and it changes everything from your mind to your body. And I think at this moment with everything so crazy, with so much hate in the world, so much anger, so much greed, low level emotions, we need to look within for the answers and not look for anything else that we think can save us. And that's what's most important in my opinion right now, um, ever since, you know, March 13th, 2020. Exactly. And it's, yeah, no one is coming to save us. You know, we have to do that ourselves. And it's, it's so funny. I just did an episode with my friend who is an Ayurvedic. uh, She practices Ayurvedic, uh, Ayurveda and Mm -hmm she brought up the the three doshas and stuff so it's just interesting that you have the three pillars that that episode hasn't aired yet but it's a more in-depth like ayurveda 101 type deal but yeah so what how did you get into this stuff emily yeah that that episode sounds amazing by the way i can't (laughs) wait to listen to it um but yeah so i i got into this um back in 2013 so um prior to 2013 i um (laughs) didn't focus a lot on my health. I figured um, I had the mentality and this is very flawed, but common thinking. Um, If I um, exercise and 
ha have a certain weight, if I'm skinny, then I'm healthy. I don't have any presenting issues. I'm probably fine. Um, and so I, I lived my life, you know, operating off of Skittles and coffee. I thought because I was a runner, I was healthy, all those things. Um, but but what happened was after I gave birth to my son, um, I started my body just started to break down. Um, I had a lot of symptoms, a lot of joint pain, a lot of things happening um, with my body that just wasn't um, the norm. And so I, you know, went to the doctor and it was eventually, you know, I was referred to a rheumatologist because I had a high ANA count, which is an autoimmune um, antibody response. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sent to a rheumatologist and I was diagnosed with lupus. Um, and, you know, at the time I had a, you know, one-year-old son, you know, my whole life ahead of me. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is devastating because there is no cure in Western medicine for lupus. Um, you know, it's a very debilitating di disease. It progresses very quickly. And mine was progressing very rapidly. Every time I had my blood taken, my ANA counts were doubling, tripling. Um, and I was feeling, you know, really bad. It was very painful even to just pick up my son. And so um, at the rheumatologist's office, <laughs> I was told, okay, you have lupus. I was there about five minutes with that diagnosis. And she wrote me two prescriptions. And um, which are both, you know, one of them very cytotoxic for your body. Um, and she said, come back in three months. So I had no information. I was given no answers or explanation as to what was happening with my body. I was just told, here's a prescription. This will help your symptoms go on your merry way. Let's see if this works. And um, it didn't sit well with me because even though I wasn't, you know, the healthiest eater or anything like that, I was the kind of person that just didn't like the way my body felt with medicines, like Western mm -hmm. medicines. I didn't like to take Advil. Um, I did, you know, even that, like the, those things I just tried to avoid. So um, just naturally. And so um, what I did was I started researching what is lupus? What is going on in my body? And I, by chance, just happened to stumble upon um, a really great amount of information with people who were actually putting lupus into remission by cutting out all the chemicals in their body, letting their body heal. Um, because our, our bodies, I, most people don't know this, we, our bodies are very powerful. They're powerful healers. Damage can be reversed under the right environment and the right circumstances. So if I change my diet, eat very cleanly, eat you know, the, the rainbow variety of vegetables, fruits, you know, clean, clean food, whole and raw as possible, and um, you know, focus then on healing my gut because, as I learned, auto and the root cause of all autoimmune disease is a poor state of your gut health with an overgrowth of pathogenic ba uh, bacteria and candida yeast. And so, I was very excited to find this. I found testimony after testimony. Um, it wasn't like an advertisement that was promoting a certain um, you know line of supplements or anything like that. It was just general advice on a way to live your life in a better manner so that your body can get into balance and heal. And so I brought this to my rheumatologist. Uh, I called her and I said, I'm so excited for what I found. What do you know about this? And she was like, oh gosh, that's no, no, I do not endorse that. It's not going to work. I do not advise you to do that. Take your prescriptions. And so I said, I'm, I am, I called back and I was like, just so you know, I'm going to give this six months. And she's like, that's not a good idea. So I never saw her again. Um, but but um, so what happened was, what happens is when you start to clean your body, you start to um, focus on getting rid of the bad things in your body. Um, all of the toxins, bad bacteria, pathogenic bacteria, viruses that are laying dormant in your gut, 
they start to release, they start to die. And when they die, they die violently. So you end up, if you don't know what you're doing and you go too hard, too fast into the clean, if you're not very clean in your, in your diet and your lifestyle, um, you will have a reaction that makes you feel like you have the flu. Uh, you will feel hungover at the same time. It's like, you know, bad headaches, body aches, just you feel miserable. Yes. As this, uh, yeah. Have you had that before? Yes. So like this summer, um, my son, and I'm sorry for the people that have heard this story already, but my son was having headaches. He was having, he was throwing up every night. He was just sick, crying. It just, it was insane. So we took him to the doctor and of course they wanted to they gave him a prescription for like acid reflux and all this other stuff. And they wanted to send him for an MRI and do all this stuff. And finally, one day we took him there and it wasn't his regular doctor. It's a nurse practitioner that works there. And she is a little more on the like holistic side. And she was like, I'm going to do some blood work. And it came back that he has celiac disease. And so we, we went gluten-free and we just dropped everything. You know, as soon as we hear, heard that, we just cleaned the whole house out. And, yeah. And for about two weeks at the end of July, from like the end of July to the end of, or like two weeks into August, I was just detoxing like crazy because mm-hmm. I wasn't eating. We were eating pretty healthy for the most part, but we still had a lot of breads, a lot of pastas, a lot of other things. And it is insane. I, I really thought I had the flu or you know, something a little more serious as they tell us, but <laughs> sure, sure. No. And that's the thing. It's the same thing for me. I thought, okay, I'm doing something wrong with my diet, with the changes that I've made because I am feeling so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's just not the case. And you know, what happens is, you know, you, you end up having this, like, like we said, you're, you're tired, the body aches, the headaches, you just generally feel awful. Um, but on top of that, there are more physical symptoms that manifest as like things expel from your body. Because uh, to be blunt, the three ways that you expel, um, you know, and cleanse your body is through sweat, pee, and poop, right? Mm-hmm. And so as things come out of your skin, you end up having, you know, a rash of acne that can come out, or you know, from some point, everything that has to leave has to come up. And to come out of your body, right? Yeah, horrible BO. I mean, yes, horrible. <laughs> yes, horrible BO. That will be the case because it's exclu- all these horrible toxins and things that do not belong and should not thrive in your body are coming out um, through your skin, and um, you can even have uh, severe irritability and mood swings. Um, oh, yeah. Anger, anger is a big thing that comes out with people um, during their detox, and. You know, it's, it's the best thing for you, but a lot of people, when they start to have that reaction, they quit because they think they're doing something wrong. Um, but the, but the problem is, is that these things, if we live naturally the way we're supposed to, you know, the, what I always call the perimeter of the grocery store in terms of our, our diet not the interior stuff that's full of chemicals and hidden sugar and, you know, things that should not be in our bodies that are not natural. Um, we end up with such a state of imbalance and that allows this pathogenic bacteria that is supposed to be in a very small amount in your body for balance, um, it overgrows and it takes over. And you don't have an opportunity, the, the good bacteria does not have an opportunity to thrive. And so we end up operating, you know, because sugar is in every single thing we eat and candied yeast um, feeds off of sugar. And what's really interesting about candied yeast, and probably your listeners know a bit about this, um, is that, you know, it feeds off of sugar and it's the sole purpose 
of that candida yeast in your body is supposed to be there in a very small amount and kept in check. And the sole purpose is to de decompose your body when you die. And so what happens is when it starts to overgrow, because you're constantly having sugar, alcohol, simple carbohydrates, um, it will then start to grow. And what happens is it starts to decompose your body when you're living. Um, and that's why when they say sugar causes your teeth to rot, it's actually the overgrowth of candida yeast in your mouth um, that's a, a, a starting to decompose your teeth. That's why your teeth rot. Or in the case of autoimmune disease, it starts to decompose your intestinal lining and you end up with holes in them called leaky gut, which then puts toxins into your bloodstream and causes an autoimmune response in your body because your blood is then flooded with toxins. And wherever those toxins settle at the cellular level is where your immune system is going to attack and it ends up attacking healthy cells that are just in the way. Um, and it's, it's very interesting because Western medicine completely ignores this and simply tries to give you a prescription to help your symptoms right so. yeah and it's so true because like i used to get sinus infections like every year consistently right around this time sure and they would put you on an antibiotic and it would help the sinus infection but then i'd be sick for like a week or two afterwards and yes. just having to rebuild everything and when i found that out that like we have good and bad bacteria in our body that was just like a game changer for me and i really try to avoid any type of, you know, antibiotic, unless it's an absolute like life or death situation. Sure. Absolutely. It's, it's a hidden secret that for some reason they don't want us to know. And, you know, my opinion is that they don't want us to know that because if we heal our bodies, they're out of a customer, <laughs> they don't make money. Yeah. Exactly. The they want to keep us in just functioning enough to work and make money for corporations. Um, and, and just sick enough to constantly be going back and it declines and progresses as you get older. And people always think like, well, it's just old age. Well, it's just my, her my, my heredi you know, hereditary, my genetic disposition to have these diseases, but it's actually not. Um, you're, you're, when people say that you know, the genetic disposition is more so um, what your body can succumb to, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. So your your genes, your hereditary health is not written in stone. It shows what could happen, but it's not what will happen if you make certain changes in your life and really pay attention to your body. And, um, you know, I'm not here to I don't want to bash Western medicine. Doctors are amazing. They don't hurt us, you know, or, or keep us sick with ill intent. It's a flawed system not necessarily the flawed doctors. I mean, not all doctors, probably some are thinking about money all the time, but you know, doctors come in with this good intention of healing people and then they end up in this system that is very flawed and then they're stuck because you know, they're $200,000 in debt or more. And then the prescription incentives come in that help them with the lifestyle that they want and paying off their medical bills and it just snowballs from there. Um, but, but true healing, unfortunately, does not come in the hospital or, you know, in, in the doctor's office, um, acute care, emergency care is amazing, life-saving, but for chronic disease and ailments, um, you know, you really need to dig in to take back control of your health and learn for yourself what you need and what your body needs, and then listen to your body as you go on that journey. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, you know, it's, a, it's the same with any career, really. Anytime you have like student loans, 
you're trapped. So you, you're forced to push these products. They're forced to do this. And, but I, and I don't know for a fact, but I believe that doctors, they're, they're just taught this way. It's the same thing with teachers. I was a teacher before I quit doing that and started yeah. working for myself, but you, they're just taught to think this way. And this is something I wanted to dive into because I do believe there has to be like a spirituality behind this. Like, I feel like a lot of doctors aren't really that spiritual. Like back in the day, yeah. you would go to a medicine man, you'd go to a shaman, you'd go to your local witch, whatever, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there was always the spiritual aspect behind it. And on that episode I was on, or I did the other day, uh, we were talking, my friend said the first step in uh, healing yourself, whether it's through Ayurveda or holistic, however you want to do it. The first step is to take an honest, objective look at your lifestyle and see what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and then see how you can change that. Absolutely. That's that's fantastic advice because it's not even just what you're doing with your lifestyle physically. It's also what you're doing with your body mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, with where you sit in an emotional state on a daily basis. Um, there's some people who sit in sadness all day uh, through, you know, intentionally or unintentionally. There are people who sit in anger all day. There are people who want to cling to victimhood all day, every day. And that becomes, you know, a repeating thing. And if you really want to heal your body, heal your mind and, and, and pull your soul up into a better state, you do need to look at what is the things that harm me the most or that frustrate me the most and write them down. And then from there, um, say, look at not, oh, my life is so bad because of these things, but say, okay, number one, what can I do to change this? Number two, what can I do to change this? And then go from there. And that's the key to any healing journey for any person. And it's not even just healing. You can be without any ailments, but for preventative health for preventative care for your life and for your body, it's critical. Exactly. And the thing, like, I'm so glad you mentioned this too, is, is the mental health aspect of it because I, I mean, I'm, I'm a relatively healthy person. I, I've changed my diet radically in the last couple months, but before that I always was pretty mindful of what I ate, but I always suffered from depression. You know, I always <laughs> suffered um, just low vibrations. You know, I was always Absolutely. down. And I wasn't really a victim, but it's just amazing. Once you, I also was an alcoholic too. I quit drinking and that was, that was a huge life changer too, because um, I quit smoking, doing all that stuff. But yeah, it's just the mental health is always overlooked. And I think that goes hand in hand with the spirituality, because if, if you believe in a higher power or a higher, a greater purpose of this life, you're going to naturally care more about yourself and care more about others and it's i I just know so many people in my day-to-day life that are just they're atheists and i'm not bashing atheists but it's just they don't believe in anything else they think this is the end all be all they're extremely unhealthy and they don't care about anyone and it's just it's just amazing to me so how yeah go ahead no i was just gonna say you know that's that's very true and very common and you know mental health is a a very uh, it's a varied issue, right? It's varied. There's different reasons 
for different um, symptoms that present in different people. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of research about, you know, certain gut bacteria missing in your gut causes this, or certain bad bacteria can cause anxiety or things like that. But at the end of the day, I think once people sort of you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to encourage people to subscribe to any organized religion, but once you just find a resonation with the universe, it doesn't even have to be God. It doesn't have to be anything just to tune into the pulse of the universe. There really is something here when you open your mind to it. Um, and that alone gives you hope. And I think, and, and faith in something better and good. And that can really change the trajectory of how you handle, you know, if you have a mental health issue. Um, and on top of that, like you said, with the chemicals and, you know, the cigarettes, the alcohol, all the chemicals in our food, they, they prevent our body from operating efficiently. And they, it truly does keep us in those lower level emotions where you don't care about other people, where you think about hate, greed, jealousy, anger, you know, all of those things that don't serve us. Um, it's easy to stay down in that state when you're constantly feeding your body with junk. And what's very interesting is once you, you know, start hydrating well with clean water, eating clean foods, getting proper nutrients, doing things um, naturally to expel the bad bacteria and candida yeast from your body, um, you actually see the universe differently. Your body starts to tune differently. And if you start to do something like a daily practice like meditation, your eyes and your mind opens up incredibly. Yeah. And it's so fun. I mean, the last two months now I've been drinking like distilled water mm -hmm. um, just to try to decalcify my pineal gland a little bit. And, sure. you know, you don't realize it right away. It takes a while for sure. But the other day I drank like a seltzer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, you taste the difference. And I was so like worried that I drank that. And it was just like, <laughs> there, you know, a but difference yeah, when you are clean and you're doing clean things and then you introduce something bad, it actually really has an effect on your body that you can feel, um, you know, whether it's, there was, you know, chlorine in that seltzer or fluoride well, likely yeah. in there and other, um, you know, arsenic and other chemicals that end up in the water supply um, that we do not need in our bodies. Um, it really disrupts you. And, um, you know, not only are you aware of it with your mind, but your, your body. I mean, so when I went really, really clean, I, I forgot what it was, but I ate something at one time and I thought, oh, this, this will be fine. That night I felt like I was hungover. Whatever the chemical was in there just was so dissonant with my body that I had to go to bed early. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, and I knew in a heartbeat that that's what it was. It was some dessert somewhere. Um, and, and it had, you know, chemicals in it, like maybe red dye or something like that. And, yep. and, uh, never again, once you realize how good you can feel, there's no, um, big Mac that's ever going to compare to how good you feel. So you don't even want it once you have it once. And then you feel bad. It's like never again. Exactly. And like, that's the same, like with alcohol for me, like I can't even stomach the idea of alcohol anymore. It, it's just, and, and I mean, I needed to quit. I was kind of spiraling out of control and it needed to happen <laughs> maybe one day i'll tell that full story but you know it's just even like the other night it was halloween we went trick-or-treating i ate some snickers and <laughs> I, I had a headache at night and it's just yeah. crazy yeah. that just you know four little bite-sized snickers things can just screw up everything and 
it's just crazy to me, but yeah. Well, the amazing thing is your body's filters, you know, your liver and your kidneys and, and your system. Um, it, you might feel bad for a while, but like I said, your body's a powerful healer. You're going to get right back into that, you know, trajectory of homeostasis that you were in. Um, and, and one thing that I think people, and this is, it's interesting because I've always thought of the body this way is that like, they're fighting for us. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are fighting for us every day and we just continue to punch it down and they keep coming back up you know, saying, we're rooting for you. We're going to fight for you. We're going to protect you. Um, and, you know, every single cell in our body has a purpose for us. And why shouldn't we respect our bodies more? I agree. And again, that kind of goes back to like the spirituality thing. So yes. um, I'm just curious, what what has your spiritual journey been, if you feel comfortable going into that? No, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. It's an ever evolving journey for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I was raised Catholic. Um, you know, I, I'm a musician, so I would, you know, play in church and I was an altar girl and, and I thought, yes, this is the way I'm doing great things. And, you know, I'm also a sinner and there's that, but I'm still a Catholic. So, you know, um, and you know, the guilt is amazing. The guilt is incredible for crushing your spirit and pulling you down. Um, but, but so, you know, I kind of then got away from it and I had a number of years, you know, where I thought, gosh, you know, the Bible's probably just some dumb book you know, that someone wrote and everyone's clinging to it like it's real. And, you know, having having those thoughts like that. Um, and there's a lot of outside influence that we don't even realize in the media that do kind of pull us away from God or pull us away from a higher spirit or pull us away from whatever we believe in. The I always say just in general, the pulse of the universe, you know, and 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 um, and, and I'm sure it's by design. But it, um, yeah. it is because it yeah. always they always tend like for me, it was like right around like the age of puberty and stuff. You start yeah. and it seems like everyone I talk to, that's kind of like they either stick with it and it's, you know, permanent in their life. Yeah. Or, you know, it's right around like high school time, yeah. definitely by college. I mean, the college system is is all atheist. You know, there is no, no higher power. No, absolutely not. And it's an, it's an indoctrination system with that, mm -hmm. where they talk about that. And it's, as we just, to an earlier point with the medical system, I believe that's a lot in, in um, medical school as well. Just breaking down, separating the body from the spirit and ignoring the spirit entirely and just focusing on the mechanisms of the body. You hear doctors all the time say, it's biological, it's biological, it's nothing else but biological, but that's not true. Um, our, right. our souls are intertwined into every single aspect of our body um, and our light and our energy is there and it's real and it's powerful and it's present every day. And a lot of people choose to ignore it or push it away or dim it down, um, unfortunately. But so for me, it was as part of my journey. So I went through that way. And then I really, I mean, mo I, mean it, I was turning back towards believing in more and believing in something and a purpose when having kids because the emotions and the beauty that that that's not just biological there's more to it the love those high vibrational feelings are real and the, you can you can really tune yourself into those and and see a bigger picture um and then you know experiencing death in my life um of you know my father and my brother and um feeling them around me getting signs from them things like that that started to turn me back to oh my goodness, there is really something bigger here and I need to pay attention and incorporate it into my life. So then, you know, that was, my brother died in 2015, my father in 2018. And then coming into 2020 and having my eyes really opened as to what is going on in the world 
um, I was on a fast track of knowledge um, starting in March 2020, and I was very receptive to it, and it changed how I viewed everything in the world. And I did get, you know, more back in touch with my spirituality, but not in terms of like the Bible and religion, but in terms of my soul and the souls around me and how we are interconnected and the earth and, and, and going through that journey um, to, you know, and where I am today, where I'm, I meditate every day. I, I radiate love with everything I do, whether it's like, you know, buying gas at the gas station to the cashier every single thing, no matter what could be going wrong in my life or right in my life, being a bright light to that person, it shines from within you to them and radiates back. And then it carries on to other people. And just having that sort of a mindset in terms of, you know, that, that ties really into my spirituality and trying to practice what I see and knowing that there is a creator. I don't, I don't have the answers to what exactly, you know, none of us do. None of us know exactly what's going out there. A lot of people have strong faith and strong beliefs, um, but I know that there is something good and great, and it is intertwined with every single aspect of this world that we're living in. That's my belief. 100%, and it's so funny. Like, I was just on um, Ryan's show, Dangerous World, yeah, and we did a swap cast, and we were talking about, you know, just, you can never be too nice. Like, you're never gonna go to sleep at night and say, <laughs> oh, I was just too nice today, but if you're an asshole to someone, you're gonna... <laughs> You're yeah. going to remember that and it's going to eat you right. up as long as you're not like a sociopath or something like that. But right, it's just, right. it's so true. Like it doesn't take anything no. to just be a decent human. And I get it. You know, you have your emotions. We have, everyone has their moments, but mm -hmm. how hard is it to just be nice and smile and just sure. not try to ruin people's days? No. But it, it's, um, and yeah, 2020 was a huge eye opener for everyone. I, I was in the, I got into conspiracies like back in 2012, 2013 and stuff like that. And then once my son was born, I kind of like intentionally tried to like blue pill myself, but it's very hard to do once your eyes are open, but I tried not to like, you know, really focus on that stuff. But, and then once, you know, they started saying there's going to be lockdowns, there's going to be, you know, everyone's leaving work, you know, the spidey senses went off and I just went full hog into it. But you mentioned something interesting uh, about getting signs uh, from your father and your brother. And yeah. I'll just tell you real quick, because I don't know if you've heard this story, but I was when I was 17, I was kind of in that whole I was never an atheist. I never considered myself an atheist, but I was very anti organized religion. Sure. And at my grandfather's funeral, he uh, he used to fly pigeons. That was one of his hobbies. Oh. And so they released pigeons at his funeral. And when we drove to the cemetery, they had the pigeons in the back of the car with us. And they, you know, they did the whole thing and they went to release them. But two birds would not come out of their cage. Oh. Like they just would not come out no matter what. And you know how easy it is to scare a pigeon. They just <laughs> you walk up to them and they fly away. Mm -hmm. but these birds would not come out and so they stayed in the cage and when we drove to the recession afterwards or whatever it was the birds were in the car with us and it was just this like eye-opening moment for me like oh that's my grandparents there like they're they're yeah. in the car with us and yes that kind of was one of those like paranormal like experiences that I was like oh yeah there's definitely an afterlife for sure and 
So yeah, I'm interested to hear like what were some of the signs you got if you're if you're comfortable talking about those. Sure, no, absolutely. That's a beautiful story, um, and you know, a lot of communication does come through birds. So that's that's really incredible. Um, so so for me, um, just a little backstory. You know, my father was uh, battling a sickness for about nine months before he passed away, um, and I he and I were very close, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was in visiting him in the hospital every day, sometimes multiple times a day, just to brighten his day, uh, you know, bring him a coffee, whatever. And so I was always in and out of that hospital. And not once has there ever been a problem with the sliding doors at the main entrance, never. And I was there nine months, three times a day, one time a day, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a call at, you know, 12.15 in, in, uh, during, during the night to wake me up with the hospital telling me to, to come and, uh, I needed to come right away. And the hospital was about, you know, eight minutes from my house. So I ran to the hospital and, you know, he was, he was dying and he actually died while I was holding his hand. Um, and, and, um, it took me about two hours to actually leave the hospital after that happened. I couldn't leave. Mm -hmm. And, um, as I was going through the main lobby, I thought to myself, um, this is the last time I'm going to come through these doors. Uh, this is final. I know I'm not going to do this again. And I've been doing it every day. And the doors opened about an inch and then they just stopped. And I could feel my father saying, thank you for my experience here. I just heard it. It was like an intrusive thought in my brain. And the doors opened so very slowly. <laughs> it was like I had to stand there and just watch the doors open so slowly. Like it was just like opening the door for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very powerful because in that moment, I felt my father so strongly around me. Um, and I know there's people who would, who would debunk that and just say, well, it's a mechanical problem. What a coincidence. But um, I could feel it. And so fast forward to um, a day or two later, and I was with my mom was at my house then, you know, grieving her husband. And she was sort of um, very upset. And, and she was in the mindset of like, oh, I shouldn't be here. I'm a father. I should just leave. And we're sitting in the room. I never have a problem with my lights. And I turned to my mom. It was right. It was like two days before Christmas. And I said, absolutely not. You need to be around your grandchildren right now. Mm-hmm. Right now is the time for you to embrace the kids. And it, as soon as I said that, the lights in the room all went out. <laughs> wow. And my mom was like, oh, my God, that's dad telling me to listen to you. And, um, and it, it was so powerful because my father was very big. I mean, he was my kids, his grandchildren were everything to him in his retirement. Um, he was so proud and so loving of them. And when my brother had passed away in 2015, um, my dad immediately said, just bring the kids over to the house, my, his grandkids. And he said, in the worst times of my life, I have to find the joy around me and embrace it. And that's if anything ever bad happens to you, Emily, you just look for that joy and you embrace it. And I feel like that was him reiterating that message very powerfully through the lights um, to my mom, right? Yeah. I have, I have dozens of others, but those are two that were really poignant in the very beginning of me opening my eyes to say, wow, there really are signs here. Yeah, no, and it's 100%. Like you said, people would just look at the, the door situation and say, like, I, I know people that would just be irritated. Like, come on, this door's not opening. But like, <laughs> the fact that you're in tune to it, and it was, it was your father the universe god whatever you want to call it it was saying just take a moment and you got that message you know but so many other people might have just ran out of there or been like good riddance i'm never coming back here again so that's 
Sure. That's amazing. And the light thing too, I've had situations with lights and it, it's, it's fascinating, like in multiple different houses too. And you can, mm-hmm. you know, of course, chalk it up to bad wiring or whatever, but there's been highly intense emotional moments mm-hmm. throughout my life and the lights go off or they dim or things just happen. And it, it's, it's pretty fascinating. And if you think we're like electrical beings, like yeah. why wouldn't we affect that? No, absolutely. No, absolutely. And that's the thing is that I feel like that is a way to put an exclamation point on your exact thought at that moment to accentuate, to say, listen, or this moment right here, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really important. And I think, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this with, the, I don't know if you have any deceased loved ones, um, but with the um, dreams that can happen to mm-hmm. where someone visits you in a dream. And I've, I've noticed between both my brother and my father, and sometimes both of them, there's two types of dreams that you can have with people who have who have been um, who have passed away, and one is where they're just sort of in the dream, like in the background, like an NPC. They're there, but they're not there. You know what I mean? Um, they're sort of like I could be on a boat, and my dad could be there, but I'm not talking to him. But then there are other dreams where um, the emotion is so powerful. You know, for example, I have a reoccurring dream that happens every now and then with my dad and my brother. And they're like, hey, there you are. And I'm like, so overcome with love and emotion. And I can feel it radiating back from them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been looking for you guys. Like, where have you been? And they're like, we're right here. And um, but the the feelings are so intense. And I feel like those are the dreams where they're stepping into your consciousness, um, where they're actually there. And the other times. It's just a manifestation of your mind that they're in the background. Do you know what I mean? And maybe some of your listeners can relate to this if they've had this experience because I've, I've really taken an awareness to that. Of, sometimes my dad's in my dream and I'm like, eh, it wasn't really him. It was just in my mind. And then right. other times it's like he's really there and I can feel his energy, you know, and my brother as well. Yeah. And what, what do you think that is? Because I always, most of my paranormal experiences I've had have been through dreams and sleep paralysis and things like that. But you have fascinating stories. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Your experiences <laughs> but, are, are, are really fascinating. Thank you. And um, I, I always wonder, though, like, what is this the dream world? Like, is it yeah. another yeah. dimension? Is it another reality? What? Right. Because I've had similar things, too. I've had dreams with, like, my grandfather. And he's just, like, on a boat somewhere. He's just doing something, like you said, in the background. And then I've had other dreams where it's like he comes up and talks to me. But what's so weird is... I can never remember the message. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, as soon as I become like conscious in the dream that, Hey, grandpa, you're here. Like, boom, I wake up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like so frustrating sometimes. But another thing too, is my grandfather was a heavy smoker. He died from uh, lung cancer, but um, everyone, every once in a while it, uh, you, you get a smell of cigarettes and it doesn't, hasn't happened so much recently, but like, at my old house that my um that I grew up in my parents old house and he visited all the time he lived like five minutes up the road every once in a while you would catch a whiff of cigarettes or you know and it's like that's so interesting yeah and I've never been able to explain that (laughs) definitely a sign I mean it's definitely Mm -hmm. a sign there's no when once you sort of open your eyes to what's going on in the world and that there is more your um your the way that you want to dispel those signs, the way that you want to, you know, tear it down, tear down the narrative and say, no, 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 that's not true. It's this and try to debunk it in your own mind and make excuses for it. 
um, you, you do that less and less as you start to have proof and you start to really tune yourself into the world and what's going on and your eyes are open or I always say your antenna is on, you're receptive to these things. Excellent. And, and um, you know, it's, it's so interesting because, um, you know, like you were saying with the dream world, where do we, where do we actually go and what do we do? Because sometimes the dreams are so poignant and so meaningful and sometimes it's like, something in your day randomly that happened the day before is just randomly there and none of it makes sense. So it's like, am I just recreating my memory sometimes or sometimes am I really operating in a different space? And yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's really interesting too, when you pull into, you know, sleep paralysis and the things that happen in paranormal experiences that can happen when you're sleeping, um, you know, or, or that you remember or you don't remember. And, you know, like you say with your, with your grandfather, if you don't remember the message, I can guarantee you that your subconscious, your soul, your light, your energy knows what was told to you and you're operating on it on a subconscious level. And there's a reason why it's not in your consciousness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree with that because yeah. I can't, I haven't sat down and like written these out, but I would definitely say like, and it hasn't happened in a few years, but any dream I've had with like him in it or. Yeah. Uh, I've even had like dreams with my my mom's dad who died back in the 80s before I was even born. I've had dreams where I've seen him in there and it's always around a time where I'm either a little depressed or something. And it's almost like even just remembering, oh, I think I saw them in the dream. It kind of like gets you out of that funk a little bit. So I would yeah. definitely agree that it's you're operating on the subconscious with those things. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. And I've also had dreams that, are almost like a continuation. It's like a different life. And like, when I go back into it, it, it's, it's like, Oh, okay. I'm just continuing on where I left off. And there's a whole history in that dream yes. that I know in the dream, but I don't know it in this reality. So it's really crazy. That, that is one of the most incredible phenomenons that I've had since I was a kid. And I've, I've heard it called dreamscapes mm -hmm. where it's sort of a recurring scene situation and it builds upon each time. Um, and I've had a dream, dream since childhood that I continue to have. Even last week, one of them, like the same, it's like, it's like jumping back into the same scenario, but it's, it's not the same scenario. It's like a continuation of the dream. Right. And it's like you almost woke up in the, in, in yes. that time. It, it's crazy. Yes. yes. And build upon it. Maybe something slightly different, but there's always a reoccurring theme, theme with it. And, you know, for me, it's like a, a specific location that triggers the continuation of the dream. Somehow the, a certain location that's made up in my mind comes back in and then I'm on that path and I'm on that journey. And I don't know a lot about lucid dreaming or, you know, that um, world, but I do know that uh, it's something that I would like to dive deeper into because it's fascinating. Um, but I do know that I many times will find myself changing the course of my dream if I don't like it mm -hmm. or telling myself within the dream you can just wake up now if you don't want to do this and then find something else when you go back to sleep. And I do. And it's very interesting. And I don't, I, I don't know what that phenomenon is, but sometimes I, you know, if I have a bad dream or I'm being attacked, which happened to me a couple weeks ago, um, like a very demonic energy coming for me with knives. And I just said, Oh, I'm done with this dream because he was about to kill me. Um, and I immediately woke up and I made myself stay up for about 20 minutes before mm -hmm. I went back to sleep and had a normal dream. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, do you have experience with, um, de demonic, de demonic energy within dreams or anything of that sort? 
do I? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've seen some of your stories, but I don't know if you've had them like within dreams or just during sleep paralysis or both. So this is what's so weird. It's like in those dreams, they are definitely a lucid dream. And by the way, mm-hmm. when you can change the direction of your dream, that is definitely the steps of lucid dreaming. Okay. You know, you are able, you're conscious enough to say, oh no, I don't like this. I'm going to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, and that alone, uh, like most people can't even remember their dreams. Right. And the fact that you can consciously kind of change them or tell yourself to wake up, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. And, I, and that comes yeah. from being more in tune, meditating, things like that, which I need to do more of. But yeah. with the demonic stuff, it's like usually the dream beforehand is a scary nightmare type dream. Mm-hmm. And then when I wake up in the sleep paralysis, it's like a continuation, almost as if whatever energy was affecting me in that dream yes. is now in that in-between state. And it's so hard to say, is it, is it happening in this reality or is it just in your mind? Like, are you still kind of trapped in that in-between before you're, because I kind of believe that when, when you're in sleep paralysis, it's almost like your, your soul hasn't come back to your body. And that's why they, they'll say like, you know, you haven't fully woke up yet. Your mind's awake, but your, your body isn't. And I don't know. Well, and I think too, when you're in that state, it's much easier for a demonic energy to prey upon you. And the reason I say that with this demonic energy is because I I have had just over the past year um, in my awakening, just a few very, you know, there's a nightmare and there's a bad guy in a dream, but then sometimes there's this energy that you can feel so intensely that is more evil than anything you've ever felt Mm -hmm. in the form of somebody coming for you or in the form of somebody taunting you or me, you know, and, and those are the same with the, the dreams from a deceased loved one. The feeling is different yeah. um, and it's hard to shake in the morning afterwards. Right. And I always do, um, you know, I have like mantras of protection and dispelling negative energy that I do after that happens. It's happened to me about five times in the past year and it is incredibly disturbing. It is. And it actually, <clears throat> I wasn't even sleeping, but mm-hmm. last night, we have to put the garbage out and it was like one o'clock in the morning and I woke up and remembered I had to take the garbages down and we live in a pretty busy neighborhood you know there's Mm kind of like a highway there and I never get like bad vibes or anything but I went out and I don't know if it's just because it was Halloween but I couldn't get inside quick enough the whole time I felt like something was just hovering over my back yeah and again you think okay I'm just overreacting but it was almost like that panic. I had to just get in and close the door as quick as I could afterwards. And... Oh, that then that was real. I mean, oh, you're, yeah. you're highly tuned, right? You're in tune. Mm-hmm. And so that's, if you feel that, um, run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's amazing how that the, the energy can cling to you and stick with you in ways that you don't realize. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do, I have all these little rituals I do. I light incense. I'll, I'll burn um, Palo Santo or, oh, or stage oh, sometimes. Yeah. And like, even it's funny, even like before my podcast, I light like a blue candle, <laughs> I light a throat chakra, um, incense, I'm holding a piece of uh, lapis lazuli for better communication. Mm-hmm. I, I... Okay, stop right there. Because I lit some sage and cleansed the area before the podcast today. Mm-hmm. With me in my hand is um, a piece of fluorite. 
That's um, funny. I have a piece of fluorite right next to me. Sure, and I have peach selenite with me. Techite. <laughs> so uh, that's really funny to me. I'm like, am I the only crazy one? But we're actually not crazy. We're actually very in tune with making sure our energy is at its fullest. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's wonderful to hear that you did the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I always do that. I have um, yeah. a piece of rainbow fluorite here. Yeah, uh, that's little, what I have. Little yep. clear quartz. Mm-hmm. And my lapis lazuli, and it's a piece. I, I just got into rock tumbling. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So I had to shut the tumbler off because it's like really loud. But yeah. I got, I ordered this bag of rocks, and it had this gray rock in there with a little streak of blue. And I was like, I know there's more blue under there. So I took yeah. out my grinder and I like grinded it all down, and it's like a really cool piece. But I'll send you a picture of it later. I'll post it on Instagram or something. But yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Again, is it like? are we crazy people (laughs) are we just being superstitious but like last night same thing i just once i got back in the house everything was good but it was just this weird energy out there and i have to believe it has something to do with being halloween oh absolutely (laughs) i mean the, the rituals on halloween that people partake in that they don't realize the spells that are cast on the general population that we do not realize on a daily basis and most specifically on holidays most notably halloween and you know all saints day or mm-hmm. Dia de los Muertos today it's it's um it's absolutely prevalent and i can i can say from my life with 100 percent certainty um these crystals and these rocks and cleansing our energy and cleansing our aura really does change how you if you do them regularly or you you know find certain crystals that resonate with you when you're you know at the store or doing things it will actually change things for you and and it's not always immediate it can be gradual but since incorporating these things into my life um i i haven't been happier with who i am as a person with the people around me with how i handle problems or situations and it radiates within my children it radiates with my friends my, you know, my family, and it's, and we all start sharing this collective energy that we bounce off of each other. And it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's actually real. If you just open to your mind, open your mind to the possibility that this actually could do something for you. Because the problem is, is usually things that are effective, the media and the, the narrative that's pushed out there is that it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And people are in that mentality of not wanting to be singled out as the weird one who eats glue in the black, back of the classroom. So, so we have that stigma, and I believe it's purposefully done to keep us away from tuning our bodies into a higher vibration and really understanding how powerful our souls and our energy really is. Um, and I'm very early on this journey, but I can already see the impact in my life so substantial. So if anyone's even remotely curious about these things, dive in. That's yeah. Advice. So when did you get into crystals? Um... Um, it was about... Oh, last year at this time, it was in November, um, you know, a year and a half ago, if, if someone talked about crystals, I would be like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's a rock. It is yep. a stupid rock. Like I, I would roll my eyes or, you know, two years ago, whatever. And um, I had someone who was telling me about one of my girlfriends was saying something about, you know, she got a crystal and she can actually, you know, kind of feel it vibrate in her hand if she holds it long enough and she's meditating. And I thought, oh, really? You know, really? Mm-hmm. And I decided to just check it out because there's a crystal shop by me and um i i gravitated to the first um 
rocket it kind of just called to me for some reason i was like i should buy this and it was only two dollars it was a piece of you know uh, raw smoky quartz um and i can't even tell you that that even that day just holding it in my hand while i was driving i i felt uplifted i felt different mm-hmm. and that because i'm very you know as many people are many people who care about their health and their bodies i'm very in tune to any subtle changes in my body and my mindset um, because you have to be sort of when you're healing your body, you have to listen to what you're doing as you're taking different supplements or natural remedies. Um, and so I, when I, once I noticed that, that was, it was a game changer. And I went back the next day to see what else was there and what else kind of resonated with me. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Cause I was the exact, well, I was even more extreme. So like my wife was always into crystals and I was like, that is satanic. It's, it's witchcraft, yeah. you That's know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, get rid of those things and blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of calmed down around at, right after my son was born, I calmed down with that stuff, but she still never like put them out or anything. And I'm, I'm very early into this. I just got into the crystal stuff in like July. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because my, uh, so she had this like little bowl of crystals, like sitting in our closet. And my son, he's four years old. He got in there one day and he like knocked everything off the shelf and all the crystals went everywhere along with everything else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, you know, kind of angry, picked everything up. And there was this little piece of hematite in there, like mm. the really shiny polished stuff. And I was sure. like, huh. And I kind of had this like uh, golem from like Lord of the Rings. I was like, <laughs> my precious. <laughs> and I was looking at it and then I was like, no, stop it. And I like put it away. And I'm not kidding. I haven't told this story at all, but <laughs> like I would like go back into the closet like every once in a while and like look at this rock. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh. And it just it I felt better holding it. You know, yeah. it was very weird. And absolutely. No, and then absolutely. finally one day I was like, Hey, should we go check out like a crystal shop? I want to get some candles and incense and stuff. But I want and my wife's like, Yeah, let's do it. And then Oh, she went. must have been so happy. Uh-huh. She, was like, she, <laughs> just... she waited for you to red pill on crystals. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's insane. And speaking of smoky quartz, we were just at the beach a couple weeks ago. Um, and I found like a five gallon bucket full of smoky quartz on the beach, oh. in Cape Cod. So I have a ton of it that I'm going to try to polish up and tumble. And That's I amazing. Have... What a great find. Mm-hmm. And they're so like kind of rough and ugly. Like you don't realize it. And I picked one up because it was yeah. kind of black looking and I like held it up to the light and it's completely translucent. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I ran to the hardware store <laughs> in the town we were staying at and me and my son were just collecting rocks on the beach for like That's three incredible. days. That's incredible. And you know, that was the piece of smoky quartz that I picked up was also raw and it just looked like a dirty rock, but mm-hmm. the sign said smoky quartz. And I thought, Hmm, I'll give it a try. It's $2. I hold it in my hand so much. Usually when I drive, I have it in my hand that it's polished now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. There's one little spot that is still raw. Um, and it's just the, the most beautiful rocket that you would never think um, to be that way. I have an interesting story, though, that that also really solidified my belief in, in the energies that we have that can interact with the energies of the earth via you know crystals and, and rocks. Um, when I, I went back to the crystal store after my first experience, I bought a, um, a rainbow fluorite small tower, right? Mm-hmm. And I had it in my hand and I was kind of holding it and it ended up by the end of the day, it broke in my hand. Just broken too while I was holding it. I wasn't squeezing it, anything like that. It just cracked in half, like literally a jagged edge in half. Mm-hmm. And 
So I brought it back to the store and I was like, is there a way to fix this? Because I really liked the way it felt. I could feel it in my hand. My hand was very warm when I would hold it. It was very hot. It was almost, almost hot. Mm-hmm. And um, she said just the energy between my energy and the stone was just too much. Right? I don't know if you've ever heard that before. You know, yeah. She ended up giving me the broken crystal back and then letting me pick out a new one, which was very kind. But um, yeah, have you heard of anything like that happening before? Because I tried to research it and there's nothing really much about it. No, but I haven't heard other people, but I have a similar story. So let's hear it. uh, My wife had this big cluster of like amethyst and she had a little cluster of blue celestite. And so when we got back into or when I started getting into it and stuff, she's like, all right, we're going to like put these out in the moon and whatever. We're going to clean them all because it sounds like woo woo people, but you got to recharge them and cleanse them because they do have a lot of energy in them. And I went to hand her or she went to hand me like the piece of amethyst and it broke in half. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it, like, I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, it just, you keep that half now mm-hmm. and I'll keep the other half. And then same thing happened with the cluster of Celestite. I went to, I was like cleaning it, not knowing anything about these rocks and how fragile some of them are and the hardness scales and all that stuff. I'm nerding out on all that now, but, I was like rubbing this little like piece of dirt off of it and it broke uh, a little like piece off of it that was sharp and it like sliced my finger and everything. And I was like, wow. So I have I carry I have the little piece of amethyst on there Mm -hmm. and I carry the little piece of celestite with me a lot. That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) It's so interesting, though, because we we are so we are told, you know, we are taught that we are so minuscule and unimportant in this universe. And we are taught that we, um, you know, don't have any power and anything that tries to harness power between the earth and the human soul is just witchcraft and, you know, devil and, 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 and bad when it's actually the inverse. Right. And, and, and so it's amazing how powerful our energy actually is once we start being around things that can help us harness and focus that energy. Um, and then you build upon it. And once you're open to it, the, the possibilities are limitless with what you can do and how you can feel and how you can sort of change the trajectory of your mindset in your life. And, I, and I'm not I'm not being dramatic. Like you really can change the trajectory of your life by tuning your energy differently, whatever method that is. 100%. I mean, just ca- I carry that little piece of hematite that I was like staring at yeah, for yeah. <laughs> like a week before I built up the courage to say, hey, can we go get some more? And I carry it with me all the time. And they really do like that does ground me. Like if I'm feeling a little hectic yes. or my mind's racing and stuff and I pick up that rock. I can calm down. And again, maybe it's placebo. Maybe there's a lot to it, but I'm holding a piece of like you know, metal rock in my hand, like it's, it's doing something. And it's just crazy. But yeah, my life has changed a lot in terms of spirituality. And just being able to not deal in the low vibrations, because they're so easy to get into, you know, they are easy to get into. But once you pull out of them, it's very same with the bad food. The ones you exactly. pull out of it, it's very easy to stay out of it. You know, I, I find now, and I'm, I'm so in awe of this, that sometimes even the most negative situations or the most negative people, I, it doesn't even pull into the rest of my day whatsoever, because you just simply wish that person well for healing of whatever they're on, 
and go right back to where you were, it, you know, like I said, radiating, radiating things with love and light, it changes everything for you because your day is no longer ruined um, because mm -hmm. someone tried to hurt you or try to do whatever it is or, you know, whatever in a negative interaction. And then suddenly you go back about your day and you still are operating up in that higher space and it's beautiful. And exactly. And, and like you said before, too, you don't know what the residual effect of that will be. Like if someone's yelling at you because you're not following a certain rule or whatever mm -hmm. and you're just like, OK, I don't need to shop here. Have a nice day. Like mm -hmm. that's it. Absolutely. And it, it's just it's very interesting because there are a lot of negative people in our in my personal life right now that are definitely yeah. trying to bring us down. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you just it doesn't a year ago, I probably would have been like ready to lose my mind and do something drastic and whatever and now it's just like yeah whatever man you know yeah. just and that's but. the best space to be in when when someone doesn't pull you down into that into those low level emotions into that space of you know the absence of love um when you're when, when you're above that and you don't pull into it it's so incredibly empowering mm -hmm. so incredibly empowering because you then have control over your day, your emotions, your psyche, your mindset, and these people can no longer take control of that anymore. No matter how they act or what the outcome is for any situation, you can still um, handle it in your own manner that doesn't, you know, pull you out of the, the, the tuning that you're in, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it's an amazing thing because, again, it's like just a year ago, I probably would not have the patience to like deal with half of the stuff that's going on and it's just crazy but uh do you have any other paranormal experiences um you know i i do i do <laughs> this is very crazy and i have gone back and forth in my mind of whether or not it was a dream or whether or not it wasn't okay um, and this was, you know, when I was about 10 years old and uh, it was, it was very real. And I was very convinced for a few weeks that it was real um, until my mom continued to tell me that it wasn't. Um, but I was in my room and I was about to fall asleep and there was a ton of, I grew up in a farming community in Wisconsin. And mm -hmm. so we were, you know, close to the, to the, to the city that we lived in, but we were right where we were was surrounded by cornfields. And okay. as I was drifting to sleep, I was looking out the window and there was just so many lights in the sky. And I called my mom in and I said, mom, look at this. And she said, oh, okay, well, nothing is ever going to be the same again. Hmm. And then um, she said, just go to sleep and tomorrow it'll be better. And I said, okay, okay. Um, and I did. And then I woke up the next morning and I said, mom, what was up with the lights? And she, she said, just don't talk about it. And I'll never forget that she just said, just don't talk about it. And I said, okay. And then I continued to think about it at school that day and I couldn't get it out of my mind. So when I came home from school, I said, mom, I need to talk about what happened last night. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, with the lights. And, you know, we came in in our conversation this morning and she's like, that didn't happen. And, um, and I, to this day, I cannot explain it, cannot explain it at all. I have no idea if that was just simply a dream, but it carried into the next day. I was present, conscious, awake, eating breakfast, unless that was a very surreal manifestation of the dream. Um, but it has always stuck with me incorrectly for my entire life. And I have thought, I thought about it every day for years. Yeah. I, I, I think it really happened. And yeah. I'm going to tell you why, because I've had 
we had ex- we kind of grew up in a haunted house and i don't know if you know these stories or not but there was this incident um where like my brother was home alone he heard a weird noise down in the basement the dogs wouldn't go downstairs and my father when he finally got home he went down and in our boiler room there was this uh old tattered like vest down there and we hmm. can't explain how it got there interesting <laughs> and he just went in took the vest walked outside threw it in the burn barrel and lit it on fire and walked away and like never talked about it again and was like that never happened and we know (laughs) it happened (laughs) yeah yeah so I do believe that there is it's some type of trauma it's some type of um coping mechanism that people have that where they see something that's so unbelievable or they've experienced something and they have to just block it out and they they convince themselves that it's a dream so i believe something happened that night whether it was who knows i mean you could go crazy with it could it have been aliens could it have been military thing you don't know Mm -hmm. but something happened and i'm sure your parents were scared Mm -hmm. and nothing came of it or whatever came of it didn't affect you guys right and they just blocked it out of their memory and that that's a fascinating story though and it's so interesting because like i have to i'm i'm very aware now of like stuff that my children tell me because so many parents um just kind of block that out or that oh you're just make-believe and i don't think it is i mean kids are operating on a different level i don't know how old your children are but i have an 11 year old stepson and a four-year-old yeah (laughs) my four-year-old when he was younger he had some pretty insane night terrors that were oh wow like you would wake him up and he he just wasn't awake yet and it was it was actually terrifying and I could relate to it because I've I've been there it was almost like sleep paralysis because he was awake but he just was not awake you know Mm -hmm. you could try talking to him and he was just be sitting there saying no no you know and it was Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he said some interesting things to us throughout the years and it's like I I have to believe what he's saying. Like yeah. this was no, absolutely no. Mm-hmm. Children are higher tuned than we will ever be, and it goes away in time due to the narrative pushed on us and mm-hmm. the chemicals in our food, and just getting caught up with the routine of our world. It goes away, but it's definitely there, and I I do feel that people can reclaim it. Mm-hmm. Um, but children are so tuned. I mean, my my kids are uh, my daughter is six and my son is nine. Um, but when my daughter was younger, I do think she has a little bit of intuition in her. Um, and I don't use that term lightly, but she mm-hmm. always knows things. She knows feelings. She knows emotions, right? And, um, or she can just kind of sense the air and then pr- say what's going to happen, um, which is interesting. But she always used to tell me, always used to tell me, well, do you remember when you were my mom before and you died? Um, mm-hmm all the time well don't you remember the last time we were here and you died and i got that all the time from her and i would say really tell me more about it and then she'd be like i don't want to so that was it and she hasn't said that anymore um, maybe for about a year and a half or two you know maybe two maybe about a year and a half and um but what's interesting is that six months ago i went to uh, a recommendation of a friend to a to a psychic and medium um, both. I don't know if you believe in these things or, you know, some people are fraud, some people are real, people have gifts. It's there, I, I believe. Yeah, but, we have a lady we talk to frequently, so I, I believe Wonderful. It. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and 
if, and it's okay if people don't believe in it. Uh, this is just my personal experience, but um, she, so she was talking about my past life and um, how I was, uh, it's like a wartime, mm -hmm. and I was like it, with a, a incredibly in love with my husband. I mean, he had a daughter. And, um, and she mentioned that the daughter from that life is my daughter in this life. And I didn't tell her I had a daughter. And I said, yes, I do have a daughter. You know, when she said that, mm -hmm. she said, if you have a daughter, that's the same person uh, or same soul. And I said, okay, yes, I do have a daughter. Um, and she said that, you know, my, um, my, my husband died in the war and I was so distraught because the love was so strong that I killed myself. Mm. Um, or, or that I died from grief somehow. It was, okay. I, don't, I don't know if I had killed myself or she said, you were so overcome with grief that you died. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's so interesting. And she said that, the, that she did say that I would come across that husband at the time, whether it's a friend or a, you know, a female or a male in this life, that soul I will come across again. Um, and so that's, it's just very interesting because as soon as she said that, I almost like, you know, I had chills through my body, almost like a tingle through my, mm -hmm. like through my spine because of my daughter always saying, do you remember you were my mom and you died? Um, and she never wanted to talk about it. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. She and I are very close. My son and I are very close. We have very, very, very interesting bonds that I do believe like my son, I'm sure I've known him at a different point. Um, he's a very old soul. We're also very connected. Um, and I know that parents and children always are. I just have this sense that maybe I've known them before. Yeah, I, I that that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really interesting, too, because um, my stepson is actually adopted. My wife adopted him uh, from India. He, he's 11 now. And okay. same thing, like she said, we're, we're all soulmates, you know, like everything like he, you know, they, they, we all knew each other in a different life. And it's so fascinating to me because I, I truly feel like my son was probably my father at one point in a That's different amazing. life. Amazing. Yeah. Because he's just, <laughs> it, it's sometimes like if I overreact to something, he'll just look at me and be like, yeah. what are you doing, dude? Like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Just... He, he can be a voice of reason or guide you. And uh... exactly. And it, yeah, because, you know, sometimes we teach our children and a lot of times we learn from them. So yeah. that and especially in that scenario, if he was your father in a past life, that's incredible. I, I think he was. And I kind of and I want to get your idea on this, because I believe like we're all kind of like a group of actors. Our soul yeah. has like this group that travels together and then we either reincarnate or whatever you want to call it, simu simulate into this reality. And we all meet up and you're going to meet everyone in your party, in your little crew, you're going to meet at some point, you know, and it's just, like, even the way I met my wife is so synchronistic and mm -hmm. weird. Like, there's no reason for us to have met outside of this specific set of circumstances. And it's, I, I just have to believe like everything, mm -hmm. we are all met, meant to meet together at some point in all this. And the same thing with my stepson. I mm -hmm. have very strong bonds with him too that it's just like mm -hmm. we knew each other before like I know him on like a spiritual level absolutely that's that's beautiful and that's I I, I agree with you and I believe in that in what you are saying as well um, I do believe that and I think that that is why 
um, that exact theory because I always thought about why do sometimes like people come in and out of our lives and it's like, yeah, you know, like this person, this person's cool or, you know, great friend, not great friend, whatever. But there's other people that cross your path and it's just, you know them or you resonate with them or you connect in a certain way, sometimes good or bad, but it it's a different like interlocking of your energy. Um, and I do, I've, I've, I've tossed it around in my mind a lot, you know, growing up when I couldn't sleep <laughs> and like thinking about those things and, you know, what does it all mean? But, and, you know, that's something that I've really thought about that it has to be that we rejoin in different iterations and cross paths for certain reasons um, as we're, you know, ascending our souls or doing what we need to do in this life and the lessons we need to learn or, you know, corrections we need to make for mistakes we've made or lessons we need to learn from past mistakes or things like that. Um, it's very very interesting. And I absolutely agree with your theory. Yeah. It, it's just, there's too many synchronicities in life that yeah. for me yeah. to say, you know, elsewhere and yeah, it, it's, it's just crazy. Like I, I don't like talking about my stepson too much because mm -hmm. of outside circumstances, but even when he was younger, like seven years old and stuff, he would, he would always talk about like military stuff. And we were like, how does he know this knowledge? And yeah. it's like, was he like a general or something back in the day? It's, it's, oh, it's, absolutely. It's, he must have been because there's no, you know, there's no outside influence that can give you that knowledge. You know, or there, if you don't have the outside influence, you won't have that knowledge. It's just his intuition from what he's reading in his soul. You know what I mean? It's yeah. And there's, there's some other stories too that I'm not going to say on sure. air, but yeah, it's we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. I know that for a fact. Absolutely. <laughs> and, just... and once you open your eyes to it and you embrace that concept and want to work to, you know, really ascend your spirituality and ascend your soul and ascend your, you know, your consciousness, um, it is a game changer. It is an mm -hmm. absolute game changer. I mean, the world is so crazy right now, but personally, my life has never been better in terms of what I surround myself with and, 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 and where I, how comfortable I am with myself and the, just the love and the blessings that I feel every day and the gratitude that I have is unparalleled for any other time in my life. And this is probably one of you know, the greatest times of despair for our nation and our world. So there's a lot to be said for that mindset. Yeah. And I agree. Like it is, it's a crazy time, but it's also like the best time to be alive. Yeah, you absolutely. know, because there's yeah. so much change going on. And I, I believe that things are going to get better. They're going to get worse before they get better for sure. But absolutely, it's whoever can weather the storm, we're going to come out of this much stronger and much more enlightened if you want to use that term. But yeah, things are going to be great one day. But yeah, Emily, I think we should probably wrap it up on a positive yeah. note like that. Um, absolutely. Do you want to let everyone know where they can find you if they want to reach out? And uh, we didn't even get into like gut health, really, but I can always have you back on. I know that's so funny. Oh, and, you know, I just should say, because I don't think I finished my story through natural remedies and all of that. I have been in remission from lupus since um, 2015. So, yeah, and it's an incurable disease. So I just that side note, because I think I dropped off the story and took a left turn. Um, so if anyone was wondering, yes, it, it, it's, it's, it's very effective in the right circumstances if you listen to your body, but people can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm at, at Miss Emily. So my name is Emily, but my handle is, or my Instagram uh, account is at M I S S E M B I L Y. Um, there you can find me talking about 
all of the craziness in the world, um, dissecting all of the lies and deceit maybe that were found. And I do, um, I used to be solely talking about gut health and natural remedies. I've, I've stepped away because my focus has been really on what's going on in the world, but I do pepper that in there and hopefully I'll get back into sharing my research and what I've learned um, in the future. Great. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of your stories. They were, and don't worry, it, it that's a common theme on this show. Like we'd start talking about one thing and then ADD <laughs> takes over and goes somewhere else. But no, that's the best way to do it. It was such a pleasure to come on here. I'm really happy to continue the conversation. I love your podcast and I had a great time on Masturbators. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll be doing that again as the OGs. So mm-hmm. that'll be, that'll be another great continued conversation. So thank you for having me on. It was great talking to you. Thank you for Well, that's the show, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, could you do me a huge favor? Go on to Apple Podcasts, leave me a nice review, write a couple words, tell you know everyone how much you love the show and what you love about it, click the five-star button, and then hit submit. That would help this show out tremendously. And, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm pandering, you know, but, you know, people ask, like, how can we support the show? That is the best way to do it. Just hop on there. It takes like a minute, leave a five-star review, and then share the show. Share it with friends. Post it on your story. You know, tell people at the water cooler at work or, you know, you know, your buddies you work with or whatever. Say, hey, this is a cool episode. Check it out. That's how this show grows. I still believe in word of mouth. I know that stuff works. But yeah, you know, the more the show grows, the more guests we have on and the better it gets. But thank you so much to everyone that's listened. I truly do appreciate every single one of you. And I appreciate everyone that reaches out to me, that tells me stories. And it's funny, I get people that like, I know in real life, you know, not my podcast friends, not that they aren't real life, but, you know, people come up and they tell me stories and they're like, oh, dude, I had this happen and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you want to come on the show? And they're like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> and it's like, it's just so interesting to me. But yeah, if you guys like the show, share it with your friends, leave a nice review. And uh, thank you for listening. You know, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.